Hey everybody, it's Keith. Welcome back to this exciting episode of Medicine Words. We are so glad that you joined us tonight, or today, or whatever time of day it is you're listening to this. I am here with my beautiful co-creator and nephew, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? I am doing well, Ankh. Happy light and love. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's Good. incredibly hot here in uh, Colorado. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> it's... It's either too cold or too hot here, right? Exactly. I don't know if it's because we're the mile-high city, so we're that much closer to the sun, but it is a bit uh, difficult, but we're going to get through it because that's the way life works. Now, but the nights are cool. Yeah, the, absolutely. The nights cool off. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, actually. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. It's it's hot. Everyone's getting along in their life, and it's a good thing. Absolutely. And you look great, by the way. Thanks, Ankh. I've been, like, sweating. I probably sweated about, a, uh, how do you say, a gallon of sweat today. <laughs> but right. uh, I made it through, like you said. <laughs> right. But who's measuring, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, you know, as you know, we started this uh, podcast, and it has taken off like wildfire. It has got... A worldwide viewing audience, or I should say a listening audience, since it's a podcast. Also, it is our hope and our wish that we can present different healing modalities that can touch different people's lives to hopefully help them along in their life. Today, we are incredibly honored and indeed privileged to have with us a gentleman who practices healing with light, but also he has different modalities to do so. He's an individual that he does practice kinesiology and also tapping. Ryan, have you ever heard about that? You know, the word kind of sounds familiar, like I've heard it before, but I, I don't know the meaning, I'll be honest. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting that you should say that because on Medicine Words, there are so many practitioners of light and healing beyond the traditional medical doctors that very few people have heard about. Maybe they've heard about it, but they don't know what it is. They don't know how it works. So it is our great honor and our great privilege that we present these different healing modalities and this different technique so people like yourself can at least hear about them and then decide for themselves if it sounds like something that it would work for them. All right. Today over Zoom, we have a beautiful gentleman that I've known for actually years. His name is Marv Diaz, and he's coming to us from Salt Lake City. And he is a kinesiologist. Marv, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, thank you. Good. Is it as hot in Salt Lake City as it is here in Denver? <laughs> today it's been really hot. Uh, hottest is actually a record heat today, 104, 105 today. Wow. wow. I think you got us beat. I think, mm. I think my dash gauge said 100, so wow, 105. Right. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. All right, so... Marv, you do practice. You have a huge practice, actually, and you've been in practice for decades. I personally have been to you, and so has my family. I'd like to start talking about your practice as a kinesiologist. Could you explain what exactly kinesiology is, how you use it, and how it uh, helps people? Okay. Well, the word kinesiology itself is basically just a study of muscle motion, but what we do is we add the word applied to kinesiology, which allows us to use the study of something in relation to muscle movement as well. And what it actually allows us to do is ask the body or the brain questions and give us answers to these questions. And these questions can be 
um, looking for structural imbalances that could contribute to bodily aches and pains. Because again, understand that pain is a protective mechanism. It's there to tell you something is out of balance or something is wrong. And when it is out of balance, it creates either weakness in the muscles or pain and discomfort. And we can ask the body or the brain if particular areas of the body are in balance or out of balance. And if they're out of balance, we can then ask, what do we need to do to bring that imbalance into balance? And as we do that, all of a sudden we can retest muscles or areas of the body. And it tells us now, now that it's in alignment, we get strength, added strength to that muscle, but we also get pain reduction. And the, the beauty of this is that you can use this for um, pain management issues, for structurally. You can use this technique to determine emotional imbalances for mental health. You can use this for helping people nutritionally determine where they're lacking in their diet or, or if they're having simple you know, health issues. A lot of times you can pinpoint um, where the problem is stemming from and, and work to create balance again to the source rather than, you know, trying to just deal with little symptomologies here and there. That's an amazing study. Now, when a person comes to you, I've been to you myself, and sometimes you, you have me hold like maybe a prescription I'm taking or a vitamin, and I hold that, and you push down on my arm and then depending on the resistance of the arm, you can tell whether the, that my body is actually accepting it and is being healed by it or whether it's rejecting it and I should get something else. Is that what kinesiology is or is it – I'm sure there's a lot more in depth than just that. Well, and and I'm just to, to be clear, I'm not a medical doctor. So, you know, as far as when it comes to like prescription drugs and stuff like that, we really try and leave that to the to the medical field. But, you know, as far as like herbs and vitamins, things like that, realize that everything in this earth life is energy. And these herbs and supplements, they have energy vibrations and frequencies. And our bodies also are energetic as well. And we have our own vibrational frequencies. And so what, yes, we can do is we can test the strength of a particular muscle. It doesn't have to be your arm. It can be anywhere in the body. But what we do is we test the strength of a muscle, and then we can take uh, a vitamin of some kind or a, or a enzyme, uh, and we can put it against the body. And what happens is the body is so intelligent that it can read the vibrational frequency of that product and know if it's going to be beneficial for you or not. And if it is beneficial, then the muscle remains strong. But if there's any kind of uh, issue that the body would have with that or doesn't like an ingredient or something in that supplement, it creates a weakness within the muscle indicating that that may not be the best, the best one for you. So just because calcium is calcium, doesn't mean that everybody's going to absorb the calcium the same way. And if you go to the health food store and you look at, you know, the shelves, you might find 20 different calcium formulations there. 
the beauty of the testing or the kinesiology is you can ask which ones are going to work well for you and which ones will not. And so it takes the guesswork out of it so that maybe you're not spending money on something that you're not fully going to benefit from. Right. That's a really interesting point you made. A medical doctor studies the physiology of the body. So if you went to a medical doctor, you're diagnosed with the best possible diagnosed uh, technology that they have. Through that testing, then they prescribe different surgeries or perhaps different prescriptions to help the body heal. However, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because, as you said, we are vibration and frequency. Every element that you're putting in your body comes from Mother Earth. The vitamins, the minerals, that which you are using, whether it's really good fuel, nutrition, is basically the essence of the Earth. Also, whether you're doing some things that are not so good for your body, like toxins or smoking or drinking. So everything has this vibration and frequency to it. What's important is that we realize that intelligence is not just with inside the mind. It's not just with inside your gray matter. You see, there's cellular memory. There's, there is intelligence with inside of your physical body. Your cells are communicating. I truly believe that your God center, your divine, actually has to do with your emotions. To emote those feelings that you have is of the divine. You're working with light. So you, sir, are a practitioner of light, I would say, in so much that what you're doing is you are, you are communicating with the intelligence of the creation of the physical body, which is light first. You're asking it where it's in dis-ease, and you are then finding a cure or a remedy so that it can become at ease, which would then release the emotional dis-ease, or disease, and the mental disease, and the physical body, its disease as well. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it. when we're using the things that work best energetically, yes, then there is no disease, which would be the body working against itself, and it brings it at ease. And just a quick example, uh, one of my daughters was really struggling with a lot of face breakouts and blemishes and things like that and she came to me one day and she just said dad I don't I don't know what to do because I keep getting these breakouts can you test and see if it's some of the the facial products or the soaps that I'm using to see if if they're not good for my face and so we do that and all of a sudden we find the products that are good for her and her face clears up, and she doesn't have those blemishes. So it's kind of a joke at my house because each time she gets in the tub to go, you know, take a bath, she comes to me. She says, "Okay, does is this product testing good for me today? Is this one? Is this one?" And we'll, we might find three or four that that are good, but a lot of them say no. And so since she's been doing this. Her face has just been great. It's been cleared up, and she's not using these products that would clog her pores and create all these breakouts. So, I mean, that could be a, a an example of just it doesn't have to be vitamins. It can be foods that we're eating that we're sensitive to. I have people come in that are having, you know, some stomach issues, and they'll ask what's going on, and I'll ask, and it'll – 
it'll tell me they're having a food sensitivity to like eggs, for example. And I'll say, have you had many eggs lately? It says, oh my gosh, I have two eggs every morning for breakfast. And yet the problem is, is often we don't have the sufficient enzymes in the body to process and metabolize that many eggs in a weekly basis. And it starts to create problems. And so then we start incorporating, you know, the, the enzymes that they would test well for. Um, and all of a sudden they do better or we cut back on, you know, what's going on. Right. <clears throat> that does make a lot of sense because you're balancing your energy. You are ridding yourself of the toxins. I would imagine that every person is unique. What works for one doesn't gonna, is not going to work for another. You mentioned calcium. Calcium can be absorbed with one person, but the same exact calcium is not going to be absorbed by another. Right. So you have to fine-tune it. As the practitioner that you are, you have to fine-tune it and make sure that you are aware of like what the body's trying to communicate to you or what the soul's trying to communicate to you as well. Now, Marv, we're talking specifically about you working with the physical bodies of people. Are you also able to heal or help people heal themselves in such a way as far as like emotional trauma or intellectual trauma or trauma from their childhood or stress they don't even realize they're carrying? Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. The the belief systems that we often could create on a subconscious level, because understand that whatever you believe subconsciously is what the conscious mind creates. And Let's say, for example, in a family that traditionally the grandparents and the um, and your parents, let, let's say maybe there's cancer that runs throughout the family. And somewhere along the line growing up, somebody said, you know, grandma died of cancer and, you know, your dad died of cancer and, and it's in our genes. It's it's it runs in the family. And somewhere along the line there, we hear that and we take ownership of that. And all of a sudden, we create this belief system that I'm probably going to die of cancer because it runs in the family or it's in my genes. And all of a sudden, you know, it happens. And so for a lot of these people that have created these belief systems early on, we can go into the subconscious mind and ask the subconscious mind questions to see how strong these belief systems are. And then we can turn around and change that belief system. We can deal with stress and anxiety where, you know, people, um, and just to give you an example, uh, this is, you know, we're in right now we're in the year, what, 2021, but last year during the, the pandemic for COVID-19, I had a client of mine, uh, actually, she was a, a niece of one of my clients, and they called because we had just had uh, an earthquake, a, a big earthquake here in Salt Lake City, and we had, you know, the COVID-19 thing going on, and she's a, a nurse at one of the hospitals. And the fear around catching COVID and the fear of another earthquake was so intense for this young lady that she was practically in tears all the time. And just didn't know what to do. And so uh, the recommendation was for her to come in to see me. And I spent only an hour working with her to release these fears out of her energy field 
And she couldn't believe when she left, she felt calm and normal as can be. And, you know, instead of going in and being put on Xanax for anxiety and, you know what I mean, all these medications, and don't get me wrong, you know, medications have their places, but sometimes we can do it without. Or, you know, I, I've had people come in with depression problems. Um, you know, traditional Western medicine would would use uh, Zoloft or Prozac or put you on a uh, antidepressant for the rest of your life when often we can go in on an energy level, go into the subconscious mind, realize what's causing these, these belief systems, and then release it out of the energy field of the body. And then once they release it, they feel lighter from the inside out. They feel like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders and then, you know, the, the fear, the fear is gone. And, um, just another one I, I went and I know Keith, you, you, you and your family have loved cruising for years. So you're going to love this story. All right. But I had this, uh, my wife and I went on a cruise back into the Bahamas and the second night of our cruise, there were a couple of ladies that ended up on our dining room table. And the one lady kept looking past me for about 10 minutes and I kept wondering what was wrong with her. And I finally asked, what's wrong? And she says, oh, my gosh, I keep looking out the window to make sure the ship is still upright. Because <laughs> the fear of a fear of heights was so intense for her, it was controlling her. And so her friend said, it was about all I could do to get her across the gangway to get her onto the ship. And we keep having to go up to the control room where the captain is. because, And he keeps trying to, you know tell us there's stabilizers on the ship. You don't have to worry. We're not going to tip over. So I explained to her what I did for a living. And I said, I think I can help you with that. She says, you can. I said, yeah. So after dinner, we went up on the Lido deck, which you know is the upper deck of the ship. We got up there and I could tell that the, the fear was really quite intense for her. And so I started doing some of this energy clearing work that I do for people. And, um, about 10 minutes later, she felt so much more calm, she couldn't believe it. And I said, let's get a little closer to the edge of the ship and see how you do. Well, we got about 10 feet away from the edge, and all of a sudden I heard a voice in my head say, ask her how long she's had this fear. And so trusting my intuition, I asked her, how long have you had this fear? And she said, about three years now. And I said immediately, what happened three years ago? And she says, oh, my gosh, I know what it was. And I said, what was it? She says, and she was from Georgia. And she said, me and some friends decided to go to Las Vegas for the weekend. And so we went there. We're walking down the main strip. And they're walking by this hotel called the New Yorker, New Yorker. And those of you that have been to Las Vegas and know that hotel, you know that there's a roller coaster ride that comes off the roof of the hotel. And it goes up high and it's fast. She said, it was so fast and so scary, I thought I was going to die. And so that fear was so intense for her at that moment that that was locked in her energy field. And from that point on, she had a fear of heights. Oh, wow. Once I realized that, I took her through this process to release that experience. And that took me another 10 or 15 minutes is all. And... Then I said, how do you feel? She says, oh, my gosh, I feel just as calm as can be. And we, I kid you not, we walked to the edge of the ship. 
she leaned over the railing, looking straight down the side of the cruise ship, and didn't feel a thing. And for the rest of the cruise, every time she'd see my wife and I, she'd come running with big open arms to give me a hug and say, I can't tell you how many times I've been up there and looked down, and I still don't feel a thing. And so it's pretty amazing. It's very amazing because you gave her her life back. Exactly. And she told me, she says, this made such a difference for me on the rest of the cruise. And she says, I'll never forget you. Right. And so it's it's very rewarding work. And this is work that I can do through Zoom sessions. I can do remotely for people. Anything I do can be done remotely, which is amazing when you think about it. Correct. Correct. You know, it's interesting you should say that because in my practice, one of the reasons that Ryan and I are doing the podcast Medicine Words is because for years in my practice, like 40, 50 years I've been in business, it's it's like this. I've seen people and they have this dis-ease. And years ago in the 80s, I realized that this dis-ease they have is, you know, there's a dis-ease in the soul. And so that would create a dis-ease in the emotional body, the attitudinal body, and then the physical body would have a disease as well. So... For years, I would work from the soul outward, and I would look at it as far as let's balance that soul out. Then it came, I came to this conclusion is, where does this dis-ease come from? Most, not all, but I would say a good majority of this dis-ease that humans carry around actually comes from poison words. You see, if you really pay attention to the way that you speak to other people, and people speak to you, you can see that people are generally, you know, they can sometimes be very poisonous. So if you speak with poison words, if you're rude or condescending, or even if you're, you know, whatever, you are poisoning that person and you are infecting them and they can get sick and they can even sometimes die. Now, you can choose to know love. And if you speak with love to that person, then you're going to speak with medicine words. Medicine words with authenticity, given from your heart, can actually help a person heal. It is affecting them in a way of healing. Now, personally, I believe this. I believe that we are here to face our fears. So the divine has created us in such a way that we can do so. So we have this ego, or we have these, like, you can spend a lot of time, like Marv just says, in your energetic field, you have this fear that kind of got stuck in it. And so every human being has something. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to feel guilty of. But thank goodness there's good people like Marv on the planet that helps people heal themselves. And again, you mentioned the COVID-19. What an interesting thing we had. Not going to really say much about it other than it is words. So it is words. All of a sudden we have these words, and I'm not taking away from the death and the tragedy of death of it, but we have these words that we're saying we have COVID-19 and people reacted to those words in a way of of almost obeying these words, all right? So you have to be careful about what your objective and what you want in life. And I want to be very candid here. There are people that are healer teachers on this planet that are here that can facilitate change in people's lives. People like Marv that can supply love from his heart that goes into another person's heart, into their soul, that they can take that love and heal themselves. But the question is, do you want to be well? Is your pain and your darkness serving you so well that you don't want it eradicated from you? 
Marv said and suggested the belief system. What belief system are you holding on so much that it's causing you so much pain? So, Marv, what do you think about that? Is that how you work also as far as like the eradication of darkness, but only with their permission? Oh, I totally, I totally agree. I think the words that we use are key, especially, um, you know, even even with family and friends or, or, or bringing up your children. You know, the words you use towards your children, if, if you're always telling your child, you know, he is dumb and stupid and can't ever do anything right, that's the belief system he's going to create for himself. And you're bringing him down instead of uplifting him and focusing on the good and the positive. So, but too many of too many people out there stay too much in the negative and nothing ever goes right for me. And I'm always so down and, and that what you create for yourself, because remember whatever you believe subconsciously is what conscious mind tune into and creates. And so if you believe, for example, I'm depressed and you tell yourself I'm so depressed and all that, that's what the conscious mind does each day says, hey, you want to be depressed today, so let's give you reasons to be depressed. And that's what happens. You self-sabotage yourself by many of those words. And again, you know, the words when you're talking to other people, if you're very negative, even in a, like a marriage or a relationship, when you're negative like that, all you're doing is creating, uh, uh, how do I, I work? I mean, they become defensive. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of uplifting and, and focusing on the good things that they do and always focusing on the everything right. And it's that, you know, it, it, it's, it's really hard. And, um, you brought, you know, the negative and the positive words in, and it, it brought a thought to my head. And have, have you ever heard about the water experiment? No. Okay. There's a, a, it was a Japanese Chinese researcher and, um, and if you get on uh, YouTube, it's amazing. But what he did is he found that that water holds vibrations, and these frequencies, they what they were able to do is you like tape the words love and gratitude on a glass of water, and then what he does is he leaves that on there for maybe a half a day or a day, and then he takes a drop of that water under a high powered microscope and they freeze it into, and it creates crystals and it creates these beautiful formation crystals, like a snowflake, beautiful. But then he's got another glass over here that he puts like hatred and, you know, just these awful words and he does the same thing. And there's no real good formation to these. They're kind of smeared and ugly and, and, he does this with music too. He plays music and does the same thing. And these, the really good music stuff creates these beautiful crystallizations where the ugly uh, music doesn't. And so he's finding that these words, they're very, uh, it's all again, but these words make a difference because again, realize that 70, 80% of our body is water. Right. 
You know what I mean? And so that would be an interesting thing for you to look at it sometime because it's amazing when you look at the the difference in those crystals and how they look from positive to to the negative um, words that we use. Right. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating because we tend to sometimes as human beings, we tend to really separate ourselves from like nature and, you know, you think, okay, so I should go walk in the forest or maybe walk by the beach. That's what you mean by getting back to nature, Keith? No. I mean that your mind perceives yourself that is different than nature. And in actuality, you are part of nature. Literally, you are part of nature. Like you just said, Marv, you're about 80% water. That's found in nature. Every element of your physical body and every physical body on this planet derived the energy and the and the cells and everything from what you have consumed the plants the animals the breath that you have comes from nature the breath the oxygen comes from the plants the trees and so forth so we are very much a part of nature which is, is an amazing gift we come to this world as spiritual beings of light and we have never been born and never died so it's physics. We would have had to evolve through other realms before we got here so that we had the spiritual intelligence of spiritual beings of light to come into this world physically so that we have stewardship over the elements. In other words, we are light made physical. So if we're out of balance, that is where we have this disease or this toxics. So we are learning the stewardship. So what does this dis-ease serve us? Well, it serves us because we seek to control people or we seek to put either people down because you have that freedom. Again, you're here to control the elements. So fire can cook your food. It can heat your house. It can burn your house down. It can kill you. Water is needed to sustain your life, but it can also drown you. Food is necessary for you, but some food can be more uh, toxic than others. Too much of it, obesity can hurt you. So we are here as spiritual beings of light. And what I'm trying to explain is, why would someone put themselves through such toxicities or pain? It is because there is <clears throat> a divine law. And that is, <clears throat> we are a planet of empathy. And so if you seek to have control or you're, <clears throat> you're misusing the stewardship that you have over the elements of your body or the nature around you, that is what's going to cause this toxicity. It's not exactly that far-fetched. If you look at energy, and you look at, like you said, vibration and frequency, if you take a tree, and it's sitting there, and, you, and, it, and it dies, and you take that wood, and you burn it, you get energy, that heat is released. You also get smoke, and you get ash. And so imagine, if you will, you're a physical being, and just like the tree, you are deriving your energy from the sunshine and the elements around you. Now, not to be morbid, but your physical body could actually could actually uh, be burned, and it would release energy, and it would also release uh, ash, and it would release smoke. All right, but imagine if you were this living spiritual being of light, and you started to misuse your energy. And I'm not saying trying to be cruel. I'm just saying maybe you're, you're putting too much out there. You're working too hard. You're stressed out. So all this energy is being burned up. And the byproduct of that, byproduct of that would be the ash and the smoke that's within inside of you. I have seen people's aura that looks like that. 
like people say this darkness and they get all scared. Darkness is simply a shadow or it's something where you have this smoke or this ash inside of you because you're burning your energy up too much. So with a person like Marv, as a practitioner, you balance that out with this practice of kinesiology. Now, when I've come to you, Marv, before, you have also used tapping. I think that's fascinating, tapping. In fact, I was in the hospital one time not as because my mother was in there and a doctor was walking by, and that doctor was actually tapping on his hand in the tapping practice. So it's something that even medical doctors I have seen do. So could you explain a little bit about tapping, what that does and what it means? Yeah, sure. I mean, there there are a lot of different techniques out there that use some form of tapping. And um, one in particular is called uh, EFT or the emotion, uh, it's called emotional freedom technique. And again, they go through specific acupuncture points where you would say a script for example, let's say um, you're feeling extra stressed or you're, maybe you're feeling anxiety right now or a little ex- extra anxious, then what they would have you do is say, while you're tapping on these particular acupuncture points that are considered entrance and exit points. So again, the energy of the body using these points, we're able to, to release that buildup of energy around something. For example, you know, uh, the anxiety issue. So somebody in that particular modality would be tapping these pressure points while they're saying, even though I feel anxiety, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm feeling this extreme anxiety when I do this or when I do that, I choose today to let it go because I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And so they're often using the positive or they're they're recognizing what the negative aspect is that they're trying to let go of, but they're trying to also replace it with a positive affirmation that I deeply and completely love and accept myself. The hard part is that sometimes for some people, they have a hard time loving and accepting who they are and so they don't feel like it works as well for them. But there are some things that, that, you know, we can do to help get around that so that they can still release that and get to the point where they feel good about themselves. But there are other techniques, too, where they're tapping uh, on the top of their head, for example, because that brings the connection of whatever correction they're doing into the brain but they also do tapping on the sternum because that links it to the heart. And they believe that the heart is what helps lock in that correction of whatever they're doing. And so they would be taking a deep breath in while they're tapping the forehead or not the forehead, but the top of the head and then exhaling out while they're tapping the sternum. And they might do that for two repetitions um, trying to release or correct an imbalance structurally or nutritionally um, in the body. And so there's uh, there are other techniques where they even don't use the tapping, but, you know, we're asking questions where you might ask a yes or no question and see, does the, will the brain give us permission to let that go, yes or no? <clears throat> Excuse me. And sometimes we get resistance and we just need to know how to work around the resistance 
because the resistance we often feel is nothing more than the glue that holds the garbage together. Mm. There are things that, you know, we've told ourselves, but they're not true. They're, they're, they're perceptions that may, may not be accurate. And so what we often do is ask the body permission to resolve, to dissolve the resistance that we're feeling or give us permission to let half of it go or a quarter of it as much as it will allow us to let go of because let it all go all at once might feel over. It might be too much for that person to be able to do all at once. And so sometimes we honor the body by saying, okay, can you give us, can you half of it go? Yeah, I can do a half, but I can't all at once. And so we'll let the half go, and all of a sudden they feel lighter. They feel better. And so then I might ask, okay, we let half of it go. Can you let the other half go now? Yeah, where before they couldn't. And so to let all 100% of it go at once was way too overwhelming much. But if we took it in little chunks, we can do it and, and allows them to do it as well. And then when we're done, they can't believe how much better they feel because they feel lighter inside. They feel like, yeah, that I don't feel the anxiety I had a minute ago or I don't feel the stress or the, the anger or the depression or any of those kinds of things. So the body is an amazing thing. Once you start to understand all the different connections, um, it, it is, it's amazing. Well, it's, and it's unbelievable. What's nice is <clears throat> nobody actually has all the wisdom about the body and how it works and everything. I mean, that's all self-discovery. And so when you're talking about tapping, do you find that the pain is usually resonating in the where it where it happened. Like if it's a if it's intellectual, does it happen in the head? If it's something the heart in the heart, or does it just does the body just put it where it needs to be in the pain? And that's an interesting question because it's it's not always in the place you think it would be. So where you're having the pain isn't necessarily where the problem is, and. And those that understand traditional Chinese medicine, in in their belief system, uh, I'll just give you an example. Okay, the the liver organ is the anger center for the body on an emotional level. Okay, so if we're having a lot of anger issues, it can create weakness within the organ of the liver. But it also the liver also has an association with muscles, and so. The muscle, one of the muscles of the liver are the, is the rhomboid muscles. And the rhomboid muscles are the muscles in between the, the shoulder blade and the spine. And I had a gentleman come in, he was probably in his late 60s, was having pain in between his shoulder blades. And that's his main reason for coming in. So when he started telling me that, with my training, I knew immediately that that associated with the liver and that the liver was the anger center. And so I immediately said, are you having any anger issues? And explained to him the connection here to the liver and, the, and those muscles. And he says, I'm having all kinds of anger issues. And I said, I think that's where your problem is. And so I did this tapping technique that we just talked about while we released the anger 
that he was feeling so that he didn't feel the anger anymore. I hadn't even touched his his shoulders and his back to, to check the muscles. And he said to me, he says, this is weird. And I just started laughing. I said, what, what? And he says, you haven't even touched those muscles yet. And I can feel them starting to relax right now. Right. And all right. we did was dealt with the anger that he was feeling. So he didn't feel the anger anymore. And those muscles started to let go. That's fascinating. One thing I've noticed in uh, my practice is this. Someone will come, and you got to kind of look at it as far as cause and effect or the root of things. So like you speak about anger, and if you look at the root of the anger, it can be maybe like in the liver, like you said, or the lower back, something that someone's trying to hide, yet they have an issue that is painful in the shoulder. And if you picture a plant, it's like there's this root of it, and then there's the stem and the blossoms and so forth. So someone will come to me and they'll say, I have this incredible bad knee issue. It's terrible. And they'll go get a knee surgery and they'll have it replaced. Their knee's fine. All of a sudden, the hip or the shoulder or the heart, what's happened is that they have dealt with the effect of the issue, but they haven't dealt with the cause of it. So they have dealt with the the, the effect it had on the physical body, but they haven't actually dealt with the cause of the issue. And so it just keeps reoccurring in other ways until you deal with the issue. So a person like you can dive in and eradicate the root of it and get it out and so that you are truly healed. Right. And, you know, the subconscious mind is so amazing that it knows exactly when an event happened or when that emotion was stored. And we can tap into that. And, and just another quick one. A gentleman came in. Again, it was an anger issue. Uh, that's what it was was telling me it was. And I said, do you have any anger issues? He says, I don't. I, You know, he was in his late 60s. I said, no, I, not that I'm aware of, you know. And I said, well, I can ask your body when it occurred if you want. And so he said, okay. And so I started using the kinesiology and started asking his, his brain, when did this anger get stored in the body? And it told me in the spring of when he was 32 years old. And the minute I said that, his eyes started to well up in tears. And he said, oh, my gosh, I thought I had dealt with that. And and basically, he he was in the sheetrocking business, sheetrocking homes and stuff. And he was in partnership with another gentleman who basically embezzling money out of the company. And he lost everything. And it was a really hard time for him in his life. And so he lost everything. He had to start off from scratch again to build his business back up again. And he said, honestly, I thought I had dealt with that. But no, that actually when that happened. And so then we we're able to, to tie into that, release. And then all of a sudden the pain went away. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing because he's balanced or he was balanced with that. It's nice. Yeah, what happens, I think, a lot of times when you're doing something like that, you are taking out the trauma that he had, but he had to deal with it. In other words, he's 32 years old, he's been, he's, has had lost everything, and so there was nobody to take care of him. He had to pick himself up and move on. So he did his very best to get through it. When he saw you, you were taking out all that wound and difficulty and what was needed is he filled that void back up with him, with who he truly was, with love and light. When you look at something like you're doing, oftentimes 
we are going through life and we are facing our life the best we can. Unfortunately, we do get wounded. There's no doubt about it. I think that both Marv and I would agree that it is not a failure if you are sick. It is not a failure if you're experiencing any kind of pain. It is not a failure if you are have cancer or if you have mental illness. or That's not a failure. But Marv made a, a very valid point, is pain can sometimes be a friend. It can be an indicator that you need to address this issue, whether it's emotional pain, intellectual pain, attitudinal pain. It's like, for example, if you're sitting by a campfire and an amber lands on your bare leg, you don't just sit there and stare at it and go, that's extremely painful. The pain is your is alerting you to brush it off or you're going to get further burned. So pain is, is actually your friend, so it doesn't cause further damage. Um, we have reactions and, to things all around us. And so occasionally it does get accumulative and, and it gets painful. So I want to make it very clear that if you are in pain, which every human will have at one time, or if you are depressed or whatever, there's nothing to be ashamed of that. It is a, it's an indication for you to seek help because the divine loves you so much that has provided a way for you to heal. I think we're going to take a little bit of a music break, think about these things, and when we get back, we'll further this fascinating interview with Marv. Welcome back. We're talking with Marv. Actually, you know, Marv, my family goes to you and I go to you and my whole family calls you Marvelous Marv. So you must be doing something right, I would say. Now, continuing with this interview, I think that our physical body and our soul is designed to heal itself. And so, for example, the physical body has immune systems that is constantly correcting things as far as like battling whatever infections or whatever viruses are coming upon us and we're evolving. I also think that we learn from each other as far as like, not just as far as like intellectually, but we learn from each other by observing behavior and we can improve our health. I've only been on Mother Earth for 61 years and the advancements that I have seen are at the speed of light. Things did not move this quickly when I was a kid. 
In other words, in every way, it is advancing with increased sense of love. The population of the planet is growing. People are not tolerating hate. They're not tolerating fear. They're not tolerating being controlled. And they're not wanting to be sick and tired. So we're advancing and we're helping each other with all these techniques and all these health benefits. So your 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 practice, I'm sure, has evolved and changed. I was talking to one of my friends who I know, Carol, and she's an acupuncturist. And she said that she was in doing acupuncture for about 10 years before she kind of realized what she was doing. And I think we're all growing. Anybody that's a true healer or a true uh, person realizes that we're on such an intense learning curve right now. And it's such a privilege to be here. So I got some questions to ask you, Marv. So what do you do when you get sick or when you feel pain? Do you feel like, can you heal yourself or do you ever feel that pain or difficulty or how do you heal yourself? You know, you know, I do. And because I can do my work remotely for people, I can work on myself and often fix those things. I know that, you know, I have certain stretches I might do each morning as I get out of bed if I feel a little ache here or there. And interestingly enough, uh, I'll, I'll feel a shift or something and I'll feel better. Do you know what I mean? But from a nutritional standpoint, uh, either me or my family or anybody else, um, for example, I, I might have clients of mine that will send me a text and saying, something doesn't feel right. Will you tune into my body and see what it is and tell me what, what herbs or supplements that I should be taking in an effort to get feeling better. And so we're able to, to do that. And it's interesting. You brought up some interesting points um, of like viruses and bacterias and parasites. I mean, these are things that live all around us. You don't, you know, we live in America and in, in the United States, you don't have to go to South America to get a parasite because people you know, I've been trying to teach for, I've been doing this 31 years now, and I've been trying to teach people about these things and how the effects of, of parasites and how they can affect you. And, you know, you can get parasites from animals that you have around your house, pets, because we love our animals and they lick us on our faces and, you know, and or we eat foods that aren't cooked thoroughly, like red meat that's still pink in the middle. You do run risks of getting parasites or pork or fish that's not cooked all the way or drinking bad water somewhere, swimming in lakes and reservoirs. I've been teaching people about this and we can we can find herbs and things to to help detoxify the body of these things that create all these health problems for people. And I've been teaching people about this, like I said, for 31 years. And it wasn't until about, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago that on cable TV, there was a show that showed up once called Monsters Inside Me. (laughs) And it's on, if you ever want to look at it, it's on the Animal Planet Network. But, um, and you can Google Animal Planet Network on the, on the internet and then you look at all their shows and find their Monsters Inside Me show. And they're, they're documenting medically all these things I've been trying to teach people all these years about parasites and, and 
you know, how they create all these health problems for people. And so, you know, where, like I said, it, it, it can be as simple as eating pumpkin seeds because pumpkin seeds are a parasite cleanser or eat taking an herb called black walnut or wormwood or, you know, it could be. But again, we're always testing to see which is the right one for each person. And just like just like a, an antibiotic would be, prescri- you know, prescribed or, or developed for a particular strain of infection or bacteria, understand that certain herbs have particular vibrations and frequencies that that need to go along with the right parasite or the right you know what i mean type of a bug that's in your system to take care of it so not everyone is going to going to work right and i i i hear what you're saying and i you have this incredible knowledge not just intellectually because you studied so so much but because of the experience you have, you've been out there, you've been a practitioner, so you have this like experiential wisdom that can actually help people as well. That's that's incredibly significant. So a person that just is going about the course of the day, and this is the very first time that they've ever heard of any of this, like kinesiology or reflex, I mean, not uh, reflexology, but like the tapping and so forth, they go, okay, this is way overwhelming. But I want to draw those people back to the fact that your body is intelligent and so is your soul and so is your mind. That if you listen to your body, it's going to naturally say, okay, I need this. It may say, I really, I'm craving some pumpkin seeds. Man, that tastes good. And so it's eating pumpkin seeds. And you're just thinking, what a great flavor this is, but it could be clearing these parasites. I know myself, sometimes I crave broccoli or I'll crave a steak. It's part of it. I had a few comments to make, I guess. Um, this is all so very interesting to me. And what's funny is I was just talking to... I do, uh, sorry, let me start over. I do have a comment to make. Um, So basically, I was talking with a friend today, and um, we were talking about basically listening to our bodies, right? Right. And I was saying, hey, our bodies is trying to tell us, you know, what to eat, what not to eat. You know, sometimes we eat fast food, and then we get sick like five minutes later. Right. So this is all very interesting to me that there is a healer out there that can kind of like jumpstart this for you and, and tell you, guide you, I guess, in which way to go. Because sometimes we don't, I mean, we know the fast food's bad for us, but we kind of don't know, hey, what, what should we actually be cutting out? How should we listen to our body? How, how can we heal ourselves? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like it does. It, it tells us what we need and it tells us what we need to stop doing. Like if you get up and you're, and you're thirsty, it's telling you need hydration, obviously. But, you know, I, I believe it's deep, deeper than that, too. It's not just about the body. If you're around a person that's toxic, that could be causing you stress emotionally. You need to remove yourself from that person as well. So it's not just about the laws of attraction to get you well, but it's the laws of repelling to keep you well as, uh, as part of your, your yeah. balance and, and your equilibrium. Okay, understood, yeah. 
So for me, everything's kind of making sense, honestly. Yeah. And I talked about it today. It was kind of crazy. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And you know, Marv, you're talking about the fact that you can do things remotely. That is such a far stretch for some of our, our, our listening audience, but it's not something that is new. That's actually ancient. In other words, this, it has been around that forever. Ancient people without technology, without electricity, would send love and light to each other and communicate telepathically. So you can – when it's called the 101 monkey theory. All over the people would, would start this, – this monkey over here learned how to crack open a coconut. And 3,000 miles away, another monkey was doing the same thing on the shore and learning the coconut. So you are – we're learning at the same rate of time. So what unfortunately happens is people, human beings, sometimes become corrupted with power. And so they go, oh, I'm going to have all this power. I'm going to have all So I'm going to take this knowledge and this wisdom. And so when you do that, you go into your ego and you are going to fall from grace. And that's going to be your own personal experience. When you can humble yourself and you realize that you are going to learn from other people around you, and you're going to learn from people, you are then in a humble state of grace, and you learn with light. So you can learn with logic, or you can learn with light. It's your choice. All right, Marv, any other comments before we begin to close? You know, I, I just just to go on to, you know, your little comment about um, listening to our bodies. You know, our bodies are constantly talking to us. The problem is, in our society... You know, everything is go, 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 and nobody's slowing down long enough to listen to what their body is trying to tell them. And the more we, the, I find that the more I work with, with people, the more in tune they become with their own bodies. And I'll just give you another example is, let's say, for example, somebody came in and were asking me about, you know, some issues that they were struggling with. And maybe I recommended a particular herb or something and, and they, they took it, let's say, uh, it, the recommendation was to take that herb or that supplement for 10 days or two weeks or something like that. But, you know, in our, (laughs) we, sometimes we think if a little bit is good, then more is going to be better. Right. Right. And so they decide for good measure, I'm going to do it three weeks instead of the two weeks. Right. But all of a sudden that last week, they're not feeling so great anymore or or they're having a hard time swallowing or keeping it down. And again, that's the body trying to tell them, I don't need that anymore. Please stop giving it to me, you know, or I'll tell them to stop taking it. And for months will go by and months will go by that um, they haven't taken that herb. And one day they'll open the cupboard and they're drawn to it, and they hear a little voice said, you need to take me. But do they listen? Because, no, I haven't taken that one for months, so why would I take it now? So then they call me, and they come in, and we do some testing, and I'll say, oh, you need this particular herb again. And it's the same one oh, wow. that they're being drawn to, and but they weren't listening. Right. And their body was trying to tell them. Um, and so that things like that happen all the time. But, yeah, we have to really stop and, and listen because it is talking to us all the time. Right. I absolutely believe that. I do. 
And we don't listen. I, as, me personally, I don't. I still eat the fast food. Right. <laughs> I still do, do right. the bad things, you know. Right. And you're like, oh, I feel horrible. And you know why. And we just don't change it. So um, I definitely would love to try to set up a session <laughs> to, help, to help me, uh, you know, clean my body out a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Just before we go, I'd like to, I'd like to just in, in, what your journey was in your life, Marv, to get to this point where you wanted to do this kind of work. Sometimes I hear people that go into the healing profession because they've always felt like it's their life calling and they have had a very peaceful journey. Other times people go into the healing profession because they had a great tragedy and they turned themselves over to a higher power. So what was your personal journey to get you to the point you wanted to do the kind of work that you're doing? Well, to be honest with you, I originally started going to college uh, in a business finance major. And I was about a couple years into it. And I was paying my way through college working in a printing company running a printing press. And in the building where the printing company was, there was a therapist that was in the front part of the building. And he, his clients would go see him, and then they would come in to the print shop because it was kind of like an alpha graphics where we had copy machines and, you know, offset printing presses. And so I got to know a lot of these people firsthand, and I would hear their, their stories of how they have, were having health issue problems and were doing the traditional Western medicine route, and the doctors didn't know what to do for them. And so they would – they came to him as a last resort and they started to get well and they started to get better. And it intrigued me. And the more I, I listened, uh, the more fascinated I became. And so I went to him and I said, what you do fascinates me. How, what do I do to learn more? And he, he told me where I needed to go to school and start learning all my basics of the anatomy and physiology and stuff. So I, I decided to take a year off of uh, college and I went to night school at this this technical college to begin learning what I needed to learn. And so as I started to 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 learn, I became more and more fascinated. And part of our training was also working on the public, doing body work and stuff and massages and stuff. And and I started working doing my clinical hours and all of a sudden, you know, I, all these people kept calling and trying to schedule in advance to make sure that they they got me instead oh, wow. of one of the other therapists, you know. And it was very um, oh, flattering, you know. But one day, I just happened to be hanging out in the clinic, and a lady showed up, and she had scheduled and requested a female therapist, and uh, and the female therapist didn't show up that day, and so. I just told her, I said, I'm so sorry, but it doesn't look like she's going to make it. Uh, we can either, if, if you're okay with the male therapist, we can, you know, still give you a massage or you can come back another time and have a female work on you. And so she said, kind of annoyed. She said, I guess I just want a massage. And so I, I ended up working on her. Uh, I thought everything went great. She seemed to feel good when she left. And then I found out from talking to the receptionist a week later that this lady called to reschedule another massage. And so when the, the receptionist said, would you like a male or a female therapist? She said, you know, I've always had female therapists, but last week when I came, 
you didn't have one. And so this guy named Marv worked on me. And, you know, I went into that massage having a headache. And when I was done, it was gone. That's the kind of results <laughs> I want. So is he available again? And so she started coming in every week. And I was working on her. And then her husband started coming in. You know, and so that kind of started things. And then I had a second year program I enrolled in. And I had a lady come in with chronic low back pain. She was a school bus driver. And uh, you can imagine the bouncing that happens in those school buses, you know. But anyway, she had chronic low back pain. And she came in. She tried everything else. Um, nothing was working. I worked on her for an hour. She got up off the table totally out of pain. Wow. And wow. she couldn't believe it. And so a week later, the phone rang. And we had four people call that week from this one lady trying to get in because she had commented of, of the difference that it made um, in her life and got her out of pain. And it just was just one thing after another. And I thought, wow, this stuff really works. And it was so gratifying to me and rewarding. I thought, you know what, how can it get any better? to make a living helping people feel better. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and that's kind of where it all started. And like I said, 31 years later, here I am. Right. Well, you have such a magnificent energy about you that it's not just the way you speak. It's not just your techniques, but it's your presence. It's your energy that actually is giving love and light to other people's energy that is that helping them heal. You know, I think... Thank you. My personal perspective, if when you look back in your life, if indeed you have made a difference in people's lives and you've helped them heal their life, that's the life well lived. It's not the life well lived that, that you gained a lot of material things and did nothing or that you caused a lot of pain and hurt. The true life worth living is that you made a difference in people's lives and you expected nothing from it. That you're able to give to another person to make a, this place a better a better place to be. All right, Marv, I am sure that our listening audience would love to get in contact with you. So could you give us your contact information? Sure. Uh, again, my name is Marvin Dias. It's M-A-R-V-I-N-D-E-U-S. And if you want to send me an email, it's, again, Marvin Dias at gmail.com. So M-A-R-V-I-N-D-E-U-S at gmail.com perfect i and my 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 sorry. phone number here i am in i'm in utah so in the united states area code 801-860-9688 and if i don't answer just please leave me a message uh happy to just see if i couldn't help you perfect perfect and i can highly recommend this uh beautiful man this beautiful healer give him a call if you're interested and if not wish him some love and light anyway as far as like from your heart to his, so he can continue on his work as well. All right, Ryan, any other comments? Oh, well, that was well said. Um, I just want to let everyone know how they can get in contact with us as well as anybody that we've had on the show. Um, we do have an email as well. It's info at medicinewords.net, and it's actually connected to our webpage, medicinewords.net. So check out the webpage. Um, if you have any questions and want to get in contact with anybody, shoot us an email. You could also um, find us on social media. 
Uh, we got do have a Facebook like page, and we have an Instagram. It's at Medicine Words Heal. So same thing. You could hit us up on the messenger if you like. Any questions? Um, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. All right. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Happy light and love. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Marv, any other closing comments? No, I've just. Uh, I think what you're doing is wonderful. I think this is this is a great avenue to to get you know healing the energy out to people and information that you know can help them to to heal and to sometimes get their lives back again. I agree. I agree. Thank you for saying that. All right, everybody out there in podcast land, know that you are loved. And that's not just a saying. Know that you are the embodiment of true unconditional love. That which created you did not make a mistake in creating you whatsoever. Release the inner dialogue that says says anything other than you are love and you are liked. That what you are right now is love and light. I'd like to thank you for existing. I'd like to thank you for coexisting and creating this beautiful, beautiful fabric that we call the human consciousness. That as you go about your day and you choose to be love and light and you choose to be kind, that you are contributing to the greater good of all concerned. Everybody out there, you go out and have yourself a very good life and a very good today and a very good tomorrow. Be thankful for your yesterdays and heal those yesterdays and let them be as they are. This is Keith. Know that we're here for you and we love you. Over and out. <laughs>